بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سورة التين والتين والزيتون والتين by the fig والزيتون and the olive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking an oath by two fruits over here the fig and the olive why? what does it show us? the importance of these two fruits With regards to the olive, it's understood. It's mentioned in the Qur'an. Earlier also we learned in Surah An-Nur, Ayah 35, يُقَدُ مِنْ شَجَرَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ زَيْتُونَةٍ شَجَرَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ The blessed tree. Which one is that? The olive tree. Now if the whole tree is blessed, imagine the fruit of that tree, how blessed that would be. And the teen also, the fig also, blessed, important. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath by it. And some have said that what is meant by the fig and the olive over here is the place where they are grown. Meaning originally where these two fruits are from or the place that is well known for these two fruits. And that is Ardu sham the land of Sham. The place where Isa salam was given prophethood. In fact, many prophets of Allah were from there. In Surah Al-Isra, the first ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي أَسْرَى بِعَبْدِهِ لَيْلًا مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ إِلَى الْمَسْجِدِ الْأَقْصَى أَلَّذِي بَارَكْنَا حَوْلَهُ Imagine how blessed that land is if its surroundings are even blessed. وَطُورِ سِينِينَ And by the Mount of Sinai. طور طور means mount, used for a mountain that grows trees, that has trees on it. And سِينِين, the Sinai Peninsula, And this is the mountain where Musa salam was given prophethood. وَهَذَا and this الْبَلَدِ الْأَمِينَ This secure city. Which city? The city of Mecca, where Muhammad wasallam was given prophethood. And the city is described as Amin. Amin meaning the one who is in it is safe. وَمَنْ دَخَلَهُ كَانَ آمِنًا Whoever enters it is safe. In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 67, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْ أَنَّا جَعَلْنَا حَرَمًا آمِنًا We have made haram amin, a secure place. Three sacred places are mentioned over here. Which ones are they? Asham. Secondly, the Mount Sinai. And then thirdly, the city of Makkah. And these three places are sacred. Why? Because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's special honor and gift of guidance granted over there. وَالتِّينِ وَالزَّيْتُونَ The place where Isa alayhi salam was given prophethood. طُورِ سِينِينَ Musa alayhi salam is given prophethood. هَذَا الْبَلَدِ الْأَمِينَ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam is given prophethood. If you think about it, there are many fruits in this world, many mountains in this world, many cities in this world. Right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions these What is it that makes these three superior to all the rest? What is it? It's the gift of guidance that was given over there. The blessing of hidayah that was given over there. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانِ The conclusion of the oath, لَقَدْ certainly خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانِ We have created the human being فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ In the best of stature. Taqweem is from qaf waumim and qawwama is to make something crooked straight. So something was crooked, you made it straight. You made it even. Or to make something in a right condition. 
So, ahsani taqweem, meaning in the best form. The human being has been bestowed with the best form compared to all the other creatures. How so? If you compare the human body to that of any animal body, right? Really, which one is better? In so many different ways. The human body. Just look at the size even. We're not too small, nor are we too big. Right? In terms of how our posture is, we stand. We're not crawling. We're not on all fours. Isn't it? And then look at our hands and our back and our limbs. We can climb, we can swim. And the brain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, and the hands because of which we're able to make so many things, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ And it's not just a perfectly functioning body, but there is also a mind, a soul inside, reasoning, empathy, feelings, emotion, logic. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ I mean, you look at animals, how messy they are. Isn't it? I mean, you wonder sometimes, like, what's wrong with them? How can an animal... You know, like, you look at a cow, for example. So filthy from the back. Right? In its food, where it's sitting, it will defecate. And then it'll sit there, it'll sleep there. And then walking around, it's horrible, disgusting. And then when they fight, how they fight and kill each other. They fight over their homes, they fight over food, they fight over different things. But the human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preferred him over the rest of the creatures. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ And if you compare this now with the oats, there's many mountains, many cities, many places. But these three are superior to the rest. Why? Because of the gift of guidance. Now the human being has been given the best physical body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored man, honored the human being. وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمْ But then what happened? ثُمَّ رَدَدْنَاهُ Then we returned him. To what? To becoming أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ To become the lowest of the low. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put man here at the top of the food chain. Right? At the top. But man brought himself where? All the way down. Allah honored man with intellect, with dignity. And with this intellect, and with the gift of guidance, what is it that we should be doing? But what is it that we choose to do instead? We are happy doing the most despicable things. If you think about it, When we lie, when we're dishonest, when we backbite, we're becoming the lowest of the low. And when a human being does things like taking drugs, going drunk, dancing, I mean, honestly, dancing is something I can never comprehend. Even if it's done with the dhikr of Allah, or so-called dhikr of Allah. It's completely illogical to me. Allah gave you ahsani taqweem. You know, walk with dignity. Why are you shaking your body and moving your hands and flicking your head around there to there? What's dignified in that? Stomping on the ground. What's dignified in that? ثُمَّ رَدَدَنَاهُ أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ When people kill each other, what are they doing? Something that's very 
dignified or the exact opposite? Asfala safilin. When we get busy with la'ib and lahu, then we are dishonoring ourselves. Because even animals don't do such things. And when we sin, we become the lowest of the low. This is why we learn that there are people who are worse than animals even. What is it that makes them worse than animals? What? It's the choices they make. They choose to disobey Allah. ثُمَّ رَدَدْنَاهُ أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ Allah gave man the most beautiful, dignified, able body. And when we use this beautiful, able body to disobey Allah, we are bringing ourselves low. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Except for those who believe وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do righteous deeds فَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ غَيْرُ مَمْنُونَ So for them is a reward that is غَيْرُ مَمْنُونَ Never to be cut off. Never to be interrupted. Meaning endless reward. Why? Because they worked endlessly. They worked uninterruptedly. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ So for them is an endless reward. Now these verses have been understood in another way also. That This is a metaphor for old age. That how when a person is young, And when they become old, then what happens? So weak, so dependent, unable to even go to the bathroom. In Surah Yasin, ayah 68, وَمَنْ نُعَمِّرْهُ نُنَكِّسْهُ فِي الْخَلْقِ We reverse him in his physical form. Except for those who believe and do righteous deeds. What does it mean? That those who do righteous deeds in youth, then they are not deprived of its tawfiq and reward in old age also. They continue even in old age. And when they're not able to, given their sickness or their weakness, because they did it continuously in youth, they still get reward. Ibn Abbas who said that he who reads the Qur'an does not reach ardarul umur. Decrepit old age. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ غَيْرُ مَمْنُونَ So those who believe and do righteous deeds, then what happens? They don't just have أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمٍ In terms of their physical body. But what happens? They become the highest amongst the creation. أُولَٰئِكَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ مُكْرَمُونَ Then their level becomes even higher than that of the angels. Such that the angels will envy them. This is who? Those who believe and do righteous deeds. فَمَا يُكَذِّبُكَ بَعْدُ بِالدِّينَ فَمَا So what? يُكَذِّبُكَ It makes you deny. Who? O human being, what makes you deny? What makes you reject? Badu after, after what? After what has been mentioned over here. What is it that still makes you deny? Biddin, the recompense. Meaning, how come you still don't believe? Even after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned your reality, that how Allah honored you by giving you this unique body. And then, it is going to become old and deteriorate. Doesn't that show you Allah's power over you? 
He is the one who will resurrect you after you die. So even after this has been mentioned to you, what makes you deny? How come you're not believing? أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ Is Allah not بِأَحْكَمِ الْحَاكِمِينَ The most just of all who judge? Isn't Allah's judgment the most just? Meaning, does it not make sense that there should be an afterlife? There should be a recompense? Have you not seen in your life that everything decreed by Allah is best? So doesn't all this necessitate a final judgment also? And who would be a better judge than Him? أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِأَحْكَمِ الْحَاكِمِينَ We will listen to the recitation. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سورة العلق سورة العلق The first five verses of the surah were the first revelation and the rest of the verses of the surah were revealed when the Prophet ﷺ began openly praying in the haram. You all know the background of the first revelation. How the Prophet ﷺ would spend many days in the cave of Hira. And seclusion was beloved to him. And we learned that on a Monday, in the month of Ramadan, on one of its last ten odd nights, the angel came to him and commanded him, Iqra, read. And the Prophet ﷺ said, مَا أَنَا بِقَارِئِ I don't read. And the angel squeezed him until the Prophet ﷺ said that, حَتَّى بَلَغَنِي الْجُهْدِ Meaning, I lost all energy. He didn't think that he could breathe anymore. And then the angel let go. And again the angel said, اِقْرَأْ And the Prophet ﷺ said, مَا أَنَا بِقَارِئِ Again the angel squeezed him until he thought he had lost all energy. And then released him. And then again for the third time, the angel said, Iqra. Same thing happened. The Prophet ﷺ said, Ma ana The angel squeezed him now for the third time. And then let him go. And said, Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqra wa rabbuka al-akram. Alladhi allama bil-qalam. Allama al-insana. مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ This was the first revelation. What is the meaning? بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ اِقْرَأْ This is a command. Recite, read, 
from the word qira'ah. Qira'ah means two things. There are two meanings of qira'ah. One meaning is to read what is written. Meaning from a book or from a paper, from a parchment, anything that is written, you pick it up and then you read it. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ understood when Jibreel told him, Iqra. Which is why the Prophet ﷺ said in response, Ma'ana biqari. I don't know how to read. I don't read. Because he was ummi. But this is not what Jibreel meant. That iqra, as in read from a paper. What he meant was the second type of iqra. Which is to read, to recite from where? From one's memory. So this is why after the third time, Jibreel continued, Iqra bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord. Meaning your recitation will not be from paper. But it will come directly from who? From your Lord. It will be in the name of Allah, in the name of your Lord. Now bismika, ba over here, is understood as ba of ma'iyya. Meaning with His special favor on you. You will read, not because you're reading from paper. You will read because of Allah's special favor on you. You will read with His blessing. Or ba can also be understood as ba of sababiyya, because of. Meaning due to communication from your Lord. Because your Lord will inspire you. So iqra bismi rabbika alladhi. In the name of your Lord. Because of His blessing. With His blessing. Because of His communication. You will read. And who is your Lord? Alladhi khalaqa. The one who created. What did He create? It's not mentioned over here. But it's understood. When the object is left blank, it's understood. Fill it with anything. Alladhi khalaq. Meaning... Everything. Because Allahu khaliqu kulli shay. Allah is the creator of everything. So read in the name of your Lord who created. Now the creation of man is specified. Khalaq al-insana. He created the human being. Min alaq. From alaq. Alaq ain lam qaf. Small quantity of congealed blood. That clings to the inside of the womb. This is basically the blood clot. When there is blood in something, what does it mean? It's a living thing. Correct? So this is basically when the nutfa, when the nutfa after fertilization has been attached to the womb, it has settled in the womb. And now from the wall of the womb, it is suspended. This is alaq. خلق insana min alaq. The one who created man from a clinging substance. Why is the creation of man mentioned right at the beginning? Because the one who created the human being is the one who has also guided him. He is the one who deserves to tell the human being what the human being must do and what he must stay away from. So he is the one who has sent messengers. He is the one who has sent revelation. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقَ اِقْرَأْ Read. The same command is given now for the second time because now it is clear what kind of reading it is. اِقْرَأْ 
وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمْ And your Lord is the most generous. Akram. Notice it's not Kareem. Kareem is also generous. But Akram, most generous, most honorable, most noble. Why is this mentioned? Why is Allah's generosity mentioned over here? Because revelation, Qur'an, guidance, what is it? It's Allah's generosity to mankind. It's His special favor upon mankind that He didn't just create them and leave them to fend for themselves and figure out on their own. No. Out of His generosity, He has sent guidance also. وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمْ الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمْ The one who has taught by the pen. Ilm is mentioned in the first revelation. Allah taught how? By the pen. What is the pen? The tool of learning. The tool of seeking ilm. It's with the pen that you preserve your knowledge. It's with the pen that you preserve your knowledge so that you can review it and learn it and revisit it. الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمِ عَلَّمَ الْإِنسَانَ He taught the human being مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ What he did not know. What man did not know. Allah taught human being what he did not know about at all. What the human being was completely ignorant of. And really if you think about it, when we are born, when we come out of the wombs of our mothers, what is it that we know? Nothing. لا تعلمون شيئا وجعل لكم السمع والأبصار والأفئدة Allah made for you hearing, vision and heart so that you can learn عَلَّمَ الْإِنسَانَ مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ And then not just that He also sent revelation to teach men But what is the way of human beings in general? كَلَّا إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَيَطْغَى Indeed, man surely transgresses. Look at how needy he is before his creator, before his master. But because of man's ignorance, what does he think? He thinks he doesn't need Allah. So he يَطْغَى He transgresses. What is this transgression? Against others? Against people? And especially against Allah. Rebellion, disobedience. Um, that meaning because Ra'ahu he sees himself, man sees himself as istagna, as self-sufficient. Man thinks that he is not in need of Allah. Really, so many people think like this about Allah. I don't need God. I don't need to pray. Ra'ahu istagna. But how could you think like that? Inna ila rabbika ruj'a. Indeed, to your Lord is a ruj'a, the return. How can you feel self-sufficient? You are going back to Allah, where He will ask you, He will question you. Ara'ayta alladhi yanha? Have you seen the one who forbids? Now, amazement is being expressed over here. Have you seen the one who forbids? Forbids who? Abadan. A servant, meaning a servant of Allah, إِذَا صَلَّى When he prays, meaning when the servant of Allah prays to Allah, here's this guy who comes and yanha, he stops him, he says, don't pray. He forbids people from praying. Who is this? Abu Jahl. These verses were revealed about who? Abu Jahl. 
who forbade the Prophet ﷺ from performing salah. Imagine. He said, don't perform your salah in the haram. We don't like to see it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses. And in these, amazement is being expressed. Ara'ayta, have you thought about this? Have you considered this? In kana ala al-huda, if he was upon guidance. Who was upon guidance? The servant who was performing salah. If he is upon guidance, meaning he's doing the right thing because he's worshipping the Lord of this universe. أَوْ أَمَرَ taqwa, Or, أَمَرَ He ordered, he enjoined, taqwa With righteousness. Meaning, should he be stopped? Should he really be stopped from praying? Is he actually committing some crime? Why is he being stopped? What is he doing? He is upon guidance. He is worshipping the Lord of this universe. And if he tells other people to do something, it is always something good. Should he be stopped? Why is he being stopped? What about the other man who is forbidding him? أَرَأَيْتَ إِن كَذَّبَ وَتَوَلَّى Have you seen? Meaning tell me. إِن كَذَّبَ If he has denied, وَتَوَلَّى And he has turned away. Meaning he has turned away from Allah. He denies the oneness of Allah. He has no fear of Allah. أَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَرَى Does he not know that Allah is watching him? When he stops people from worshipping Allah, what is he doing? Does he not have any fear of God? God is watching him. This is amazing. Look at how he's forbidding people from praying. كَلَّا no, la illam yantahi. If he does not stop, who does not stop? Abu Jahal, the one who is stopping people from prayer. If he does not stop, la nasfaan. Surely we will drag him bin nasiya by the forelock. Nasfaan, seen fa'ain. This is actually a verb, even though the word ends with a tanwin. It's actually nasfa'anna. The noon mushaddat at the end has been shortened with just a noon. So nasfa'an, suffer, seen fa'ain is to seize and drag forcefully. If he doesn't stop, we are going to drag him bin nasiya by the forelock. What is the forelock? The front part of the head, where your bangs are. This is an-nasiyah. Allah says we will drag him by his nasiyah. What kind of nasiyah does he have? Nasiyatin, a forelock that is kathibatin, lying, khati'atin, sinning. How could the forelock lie and sin? What is behind your forehead? What is inside your head? It's your brain. And what is the front part of your brain? What is it? It's the central executive, right? It's where all the decision making happens. It's where you decide what is right, what is wrong. What is good, what is not good. It is where you decide what you should do and what you should not do. So this man, nasiyatin kathibatin khati'ah. He's got his forehead, he's got his brain, but what is his brain telling him to do? To lie and to sin. This is the nasiyah that he will be dragged with. فَلْيَدْعُوا 
So there he is so arrogant, daring to stop Muhammad wasallam from praying. فَلْيَدْعُوا So go ahead. He should call. He should call who? Nadiyahu, His associates. This is not the name Nadia. Okay, the name Nadia is different. Many people say, oh, Nadia is not a good name because, you know, this is mentioned in the context of Abu Jahl. No, it's not the name Nadia. That's a different thing. This is Nadi and who? Nadia who? Who as in his? Nadi. What is Nadi? وَتَأْتُونَ فِي نَادِيكُمُ الْمُنْكَرُ What is Nadi? Assembly. A place where people get together, they talk, they discuss things. Meeting place or a meeting, assembly. So فَلْيَدْعُ نَادِيَهُ He should call his counsel, his associates, his friends that he discusses big plans with. سَنَدْعُ الزَّبَانِيَةِ We will call the Zabaniya. Zabaniya, plural of the word Zibniya. Zaybanun. Basically, Zabaniya is used for guards, security guards. And from the same root, the word is used to describe a naqa. Naqa, zabun. What is naqa? A she-camel. That is zabun. Meaning that doesn't let anybody milk her. And if somebody even dares to come close to her, she will kick them. Strictly guarding. Have you ever seen a cow or a goat or an animal like this that people are trying to milk it, but it doesn't let anybody come close? Anybody. This is zabun. You dare come close to it, it'll attack you. This is zibniya. Zabniya, security guards. To strictly and violently guard. So sanadu zabaniya, we are going to call our zabaniya. And what is this referring to? The angels of hell. Allah tells His Messenger, do not obey this man, do not obey Abu Jahl. Wasjud and prostrate, meaning to Allah, no matter how much people stop you, you have to prostrate to Allah because your Lord created you for His worship. Waqtarib and draw near to Allah. So what is the lesson for us in this? That if anyone stops us from worshipping Allah, do we listen to them? No. La tuti'hu. Wasjud, go and do sajda to Allah because that is a purpose of your existence. Waqtarib and draw near to Allah. In a hadith in Sahih Muslim, we learn that Abu Jahl once asked his people whether the Prophet ﷺ placed his face on the ground. And why would he do that? To do sajda. So they said, yes, he did. Yeah, he came here in the haram and he performed his salah and he put his head on the ground and he did his sajda. So Abu Jahl got very irritated. And he said, if I see him do that, I will trample his neck. If I see him in sajda, I will go and put my foot on his neck. I will smear his face with dust. So what happened? The Prophet ﷺ, he came in the haram, and he was praying salah. And when he went in sujood, Abu Jahl came forward in order to put his foot on the Prophet's neck. But as he came close, all of a sudden he turned back, and it was as if he was trying to move something away from his hands. So people asked him, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? And he said, there is between me and him, meaning Muhammad wasallam, a ditch of fire and wings, meaning I see something, as if something's going to snatch me. As if if I even come close, I will fall in that ditch of fire. Nobody else saw that. Only Abu Jahl saw that. 
So the Prophet ﷺ later said that if he were to come near me, the angels would have torn him to pieces. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses. And this is true. Sometimes you will come across people who are so arrogant, so rebellious in their nature, that they don't submit to Allah themselves, but then they even forbid you. They even forbid you. So before them, don't become a coward. Don't feel intimidated. Don't feel scared. Because your Lord is greater than them. لا تطعه واسجد واقترب Do sajda, fulfill the purpose of your existence and draw near to Allah. Seek His help. Recitation. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اقرأ بسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم كلا إن الإنسان ليطغى أرآه استغنى إن إلى ربك الرجعى أرأيت الذي ينهى عبدا إذا صلى أرأيت إن كان على الهدى أو أمر بالتقوى أرأيت إن كذب وتولى ألم يعلم بأن الله يرى كلا لئن لم ينتهل نسفعا بالناصية ناصية كاذبة خاطئة فليدع نادية سندع الزبانية كلا لا تطعه واسجد وقترب